Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the End Time Tribune, covering breaking news and current events as it pertains to Bible prophecy. In effect, chronicling the coming of Christ the King. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the End Time Tribune. It is a privilege and an honor to be here with you tonight, this October the 21st, 2017. My goodness, ladies and gentlemen, where should I even start with the news this week? It's been absolutely phenomenal. Right now, we have engagements going on between the Israelis and the Syrians. Over 110 people have been arrested with links to Gulen. Things are starting to, well, let's say this. This very week, the Israelis signed contracts for three more Dolphin-class submarines from Germany. It was just last week we reported that they had in fact been enlarged in the nose cone to accept nukes, of course. Closer to home, this week, ladies and gentlemen, they have did their rough estimates of the damage that has so far been sustained in California due to the wildfires. billion, ladies and gentlemen, 1.5 billion just for the fires, and that's just a rough estimate. I strongly suggest you get your trace of the conditions and fasten your seatbelt because we are obviously encountering turbulence on more than one front. Are you ready? No, really. Are you ready? Why, you're going to pull those pistols and whistle Dixie. Let's ride.
Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this week's edition of the End Time Tribune. Clinton, how has your week went, and what has been catching your eye in the news this week? Yeah, you know, my week's uh, gone pretty well, um, and it just seems like there's a lot of different things coming out this week in, in the news. I mean, uh, you know, according to the reports, you know, the, the jobless market uh, is fixed. Um, it's at a 44-and-a-half-year low, um, so there's no issues with the economy, according to a lot of analysts. Um, but we can always see that there's major, major things brewing across the globe and, and crazy things just developing everywhere, it seems like. Everywhere in so many facets, I would say. You know, along those same lines with the employment, I read today in the news or this week in the news that uh, IBM profits have been declining for 22 quarters straight. Yeah. Uh huh. The economy's just fine. You didn't know it. Brian, how has your week went, and what's been catching your eye in the news, bud? Oh, my week's been, as usual, I'd say. Well, I'd say a lot of the same stuff has been catching my eye in the news. It's just been, how should we put it, further escalating to the point of uh, things are getting out a little out of control in some spots right now. I certainly agree, especially developments just in Spain. But we get so very little American news by way of Spain, it's it's a little bit disturbing. Uh, but, uh, man, we've got lots of ground to cover tonight. Clinton, uh, you have the saddle. Uh, go right ahead. Take over. You know, everyone, uh, there, there's a lot of things developing in numerous different areas, and, and it seems like no matter where you look, um, if you're looking just in the entertainment industry, uh, we have Hollywood that is – dissolving in front of our eyes we have the nfl that's dissolving in front of our eyes we have crisis in our political arena to where we have both you know the democrats and the republicans we also have issues overseas where we have elections in uh, the czech republic and also um, in austria that are shaking the world or witnessing a rise of of the uh, ultra right wing party um, and, and so these things are just building upon each other and growing, and, and it's, it just depends on where you want to put your focus. Um, you know, we have all these massive allegations going on with, um, you know, the, within Hollywood, um, within the uh, industry that, that a lot of people have, have built their reality around. Um, and, and that is dissolving in front of them. Same with, with the NFL. It's dissolving in that area as well. Um, but when you talk about reality dissolving in front of people, it, you know, it's not just in the United States. It's not just around TV. It's not just around the news networks or whatever it may be. I mean, there's, there's weird reports coming out everywhere. I mean, there's, there's a massive hole that has opened up in Antarctica um, that, and there's, speculation that the permafrost is melting in in Siberia and also in Alaska which we don't know the long-term effects of this if if it's going to release something into the atmosphere that has been trapped for forever I mean it's 
it's known that the ice in Antarctica has been on Antarctica for the entire existence of mankind. So if that is the case, whatever is melting, whatever is coming out of that ice, what kind of effect is it going to have on us? What is it going to have effect on our environment with the plants, with the animals around us, everything? We, we don't know. Um, and what, are, what kind of viruses are going to come out of this? Well, just to kind of stir the pot a little bit, um, there are weird reports coming out of Malawi. Uh, Malawi is a country in South Africa, and uh, um, if it wasn't for the president actually coming out and speaking about this and saying, no, this is legit, um, I wouldn't necessarily believe it. And, and the fact that it's Time Magazine that's actually reporting the article as well just gives it more validity. But, but the title of the, of the article is Vigilante Vampire Hunters Have Killed Five People in Malawi. Um, five people have been killed by vigilante vampire hunters hunting mobs since September, and they put in a 5 p.m. curfew that has been imposed throughout Malawi as rumors have spread of witchcraft in the Southeast African country. The violence has mostly been carried out by mobs hunting for people believed to, be, believed to drink human blood as part of magic rituals. Now, they, they believe that these rumors were started in uh, Mozambique, and have spread over into Malawi. Um, but, I mean, they, the people are, are so distraught about this that they have put up, like, roadblocks, and that the mobs have stopped people in search for these, these bloodsuckers, for these vampires. And since this article has come out in Time magazine, uh, RT has actually reported that two more people have been killed by these mobs searching for these vampires. I mean... According to the reports coming out of the country, this is legit. This is something that they're really concerned about. I mean, so, I mean, with everything that's happening across the globe, with everything that's developing everywhere, um, nothing is out of the, the realm of possibility. And, and the fact that this is even coming up is ridiculous. Um, and if it has any kind of truth to it, then what does this do for our understanding of anything? I mean, this is, this, is, this is interesting. This is crazy. This is something that we definitely need to watch and develop and see what's happening from that. To kind of transition into uh, a different topic, I mean, we have countries being separated everywhere. And what I mean by separated is we see, you know, I mean, the, the, the first example is you can see the, the referendum voting in Kurdistan. Uh, to break away from northern Iraq. And since that point, Iraq has basically moved their military in and, and gradually just taken the land from them. Um, they have not had any international backing. No one has come to their help. They're just kind of wolves, you know, or sheep to the wolf slaughter. Um, and we see the same thing happening in Catalonia. I mean, in, in Catalonia right now, we have the, the vote of independence that has come out. We have the Catalonian government, um, which I guess they're, they're part of Spain, but they also have their own government, their own, you know, they're run by their own, you know, own people, basically. And they were, you know, worried about actually saying yes that this vote counted. Well, recently, they, they, the, the Catalonian people have been massively protesting. There, there's 450,000 that showed up in the streets 
Um, they, they've gone to the banks and they said, pull your money out of the bank. So they did a protest by pulling their money out of certain banks that were pulling out of Catalina or Catalonia. So the, the ramifications of what's going on in Spain is, is very unstable. And what the Spanish government has done is they have basically taken away the ability of the Catalonian people. Um, the, the government has come in and uh, they um, went through and they, they actually removed the um, government in Catalina. The people that are in place in, within the government, they have removed them. Um, and they, the central government has also poised to take charge of the Catalonia's autonomous police force and its center for telecommunications. So basically the Spanish government is coming in and taking over the government, taking over the police force, and taking over their communications, uh, their, their news networks. Um, now they plan on allowing another vote to come through um, to bring people back into the Catalonian parliament, but, I mean, the Spanish government is basically doing a – I can't even say it's a hostile takeover because Catalonia is still part of their country. But they're doing everything they can to make sure that, that they do not break off, that they do not secede, that they do not become their own country. And we're witnessing kind of, I, I guess, you know, in lack of better terms, the, the, the deep state kind of uh, holding everything in place, trying to hold this, this facade together of what is going on instead of the breakup of the European Union. Um, I mean, we, we are talking about that Brexit may not go through. They're saying that, that it's just not going to happen. It just, it's just impossible. It's just, it's just not going to work. And they're saying that within the next couple of weeks, it's going to completely break down as well. So the ramifications on the global market, we don't necessarily know what that's going to do um, because countries have already made their move to pull out of the UK. They have, you know, people that have invested have already made their move that the Brexit is going to happen. Um, now we have the, this destabilization, destabilization that's happening in Spain, and then we have Brexit that may not happen as well. So people are kind of worried. They don't necessarily know what is going on with Europe. Um, I just think it's, it's kind of eerie as well that, you know, we've recently had elections in Germany, and since then the, um, the far right, the alt-right, had a very stand, strong standing in the German elections. And then we've seen the same thing in the Austrian elections. And then we've seen the same thing in the Czech elections. So this, this trend that's growing in Europe is, is disintegrating on many, many levels. Um, now, what's kind of disturbing is the fact that the European Union is basically held up by Germany. I mean, Germany and France for the longest time have been the only um, economic source within the European Union that actually has money that can bail out the rest of the other countries. And France has been going through major issues for a long, long time. And so they're becoming more and more unstable. Um, and so Germany is kind of the rock. And to see this, this uh, right-wing uh, movement spreading from Germany is very, very scary. Uh, it's very unnerving. And people aren't necessarily sure where to go with this. Um, and so you can see kind of from – you know, like an investment standpoint, people are flocking into the, the, the stock market, the U.S. stock market. And, and, you know, the reason that we can say that is since Donald Trump's election, the Dow has gone up 6,000 points. I mean, why? 
there, there's no reason for it. There's no indication that the market is doing well enough to, to increase up to 6,000 points. It just does not make any sense whatsoever. But where else are people going to put their money? Um, we, we don't necessarily know what to do with it. And that's what all people care about nowadays is where to put their money, where to put their investments, how to move forward in their life. They don't necessarily care about the fact that the currency may not exist. And, and what I mean by this is, is we have had this, this uh, facade and what I mean by uh, facade is basically this economic system that we have in place right now um, is put on with an illusion. I mean, the only reason we can say that there's truly an illusion that is, is happening is people have been speculating that the unemployment rate has been manipulated um, for a long time. And there's reports that it's been manipulated since, you know, possibly the, the 30s or 40s. Um, now, how they do that is they will take out certain criteria that they no longer want to have within that report. So the easiest thing is if you are not looking for a job, you're not accepting unemployment benefits, you are not classified as unemployed, even though you are home and do not have a job. So, so that's one way that they regulate it down is it's only people that are accepting benefits or only people that are accepting you know, or applying for new unemployment. Well, if you have exhausted your unemployment and you can't find a job, you no longer show up on that report. And the longer that goes on, the more people are classified with them all. That's why the unemployment benefits report this last, <laughs> this last reading was at a 44-and-a-half-year low. So basically, the unemployment rate is the best it has been in 44-and-a-half years. So any, anyone out there looking for a job, anyone that's been out in the, in the market, when you go and apply for a position and you find out there's 90 other applicants for the same job that you're applying for, how can that make sense? It, it doesn't. It doesn't flow. It doesn't, the, the, the numbers do not affect what's happening in the real economy. And, and if you just look at the, the store closures that have happened over this last year, I mean, we, we know just the, the, the newest example is Sears in Canada. Sears in Canada is they went through and they just got approval from the government to liquidate all the stores. So basically all the Sears stores in Canada are closing down. Well, we know that Sears has been having major issues in the United States, and the point that Kmart, who is also part of Sears, has been closing down numerous stores as well. Now, one of the head of the, uh, of the Sears Corporation, one of their board of directors members, um, who owns a large portion of the stock in the company, um, just recently resigned. So, I mean, you, you don't have a board member that owns a large portion of the company resign from his position unless you know that the company is not in very good shape. Now, there's certain things that can happen once you resign that allow you to do different things with your stock. So there's a financial incentive for that. But this just gives an example of a major corporation that is shutting down, that is losing jobs. Toys R Us, another one. Toys R Us in the last month has gone bankrupt, and those stores are shutting down. We have so many through the last year that have shut down. But yet unemployment is at the best has been in 44 and a half years. That doesn't make any sense. It does not flow. Now, the, the, the problem with this is the, the Fed goes through and uses these numbers to make decisions on what to do when it comes to monetary policy, when it comes to the interest rates or the you know, stimulus that they put into the economy. 
Now, they have always said that they are going to grade everything off of the unemployment rate. So if the unemployment rate goes down, then they are going to remove the stimulus they put in the economy, and they're going to raise interest rates. These are the two things that they have said that they are going to do. Well, we know that this number is manipulated down. We know that as of, I think it was four years ago, I remember reading a report that said if the interest rate got raised to 2.5%, the amount of interest that we have to pay as, a, as the United States government on the interest is more than the tax revenue that we collect. So just to get to 2.5% is more than we collect in, in all of the taxes in the United States. So that's not a possibility to get to that point. But they intend on raising it. They intend on restricting the amount of money out there. In the same token, they plan on um, decreasing the amount of bonds that they are purchasing, the amount of the United States debt that they have been purchasing. Since I think it's, I think it's 2010 uh, when they put in the, um, the quantitative, easing, quantitative easing where they went through and they started buying uh, $80 um, you know, billion dollars a month in um, treasury bonds. They've been doing that for many years now, and that is why everything has been propped up, why the markets are so high, where every, everyone's making so much money in the, in the stock market, uh, why you know, the, the, the system is holding together. Now, as they restrict that money being put in the system, then everything starts to deflate. Now, it's interesting that they're talking about deflating it now, um, that they are looking to give massive tax breaks to, you know, according to Fox News, to the middle class, but according to everyone else, everyone else it's the, uh, the wealthy. You know, I, I remember seeing a report that if you make over $900,000 a year, I mean, if you're making $900,000 a year, you're doing pretty well. But if you make over $900,000 a year, this tax plan that they're trying to push through will save you $200,000. For the people on the low end, it's just going to increase your taxes from 10% to 12%. So the saving is definitely given to the top. Now, the, the, the crazy thing that has recently happened here um, is in the last week, I think it was on Thursday, um, the Senate, who hasn't been able to pass anything, um, has recently gone through and, and actually passed a, a budget. You know, th basically the way that everything stands until now is they kept kicking the, curb, uh, the can down the curb to where ultimately they have until December 15th when legislation is done to pass a budget to continue having the government and the government services to be running. If they do not pass a budget, the government shuts down on December 15th. That is how it stands as of right now. Now, the Senate on Thursday passed a budget. You know, it's $1.4 trillion um, to keep the government running. Um, that $1.4 trillion includes $1 trillion cut from Medicaid, a $470 billion cut from Medicare. Two major, major cuts to major uh, programs that help a lot of people around the United States. This tax or this budget plan will cut those. Now, that's not necessarily the uh, biggest aspect of this. Um, the biggest aspect of this that they just passed is that it allows that when they go through and they do a vote on the tax plan that is coming out either at the end of 2017 
or I think more is going to be the beginning of 2018 um, after they put in the new uh, head of the Fed um, after Janet Yellen's term expires on February 4th. I think once that person is put into place, and we're supposed to find out who that person is next week. So once that person is put into place, I think that is when they're actually going to approve the new tax plan. Now, this new tax plan, um, in, in the budget plan, it, it makes it so that way the new tax plan only needs 51 votes to be approved. Um, typically, up until I think it was two weeks ago, they had to where you had to have 51 votes, and after that you have to have 60. But this uh, budget plan puts in place to where they make it so that way a filibuster cannot happen, to where a filibuster means you have, six, have to have 60 votes to pass it. This allows to where you only need 51, which the Republicans can do without any backing from any Democrats, is basically how it's set up. Now, we have talked about the tax plan, how important that is. Now, it gives $1.5 trillion tax relief to Americans, to the ultra-rich, to the people making you know, over $900,000. That's the majority of the tax plans. Or to the corporations. It gives those. So you cut $1.4 trillion um, from Medicare and Medicaid, and you give the $1.5 trillion to the rich. So you basically are still in front of the poor to give to the rich. That's basically what this is set up for. Um, once this goes through, we've also talked about all the money that's trapped overseas coming to the United States. That is their main agenda, is to allow for that money to come over. And Trump has mentioned this numerous times, where he's going to allow these corporations to come over with this money on a one-time basis, where they don't have to pay taxes. So they can bring this trillions upon trillions of dollars from overseas into the United States and buy whatever they want. Now, there's something that was interesting we talked about last week with uh, the United States pulling out of UNESCO. Now, this is going to be something that we're going to have to see if it truly develops in this area or not. But the um, UNESCO is set up to where it, it protects a lot of our national monuments. Um, I know the Statue of Liberty is one of those monuments. Now that we are no longer part of UNESCO, what happens to those monuments? Do we go down the path that Greece went through where they had to liquidate their assets to pay off their debt? So basically, in, in layman's terms, sell the Statue of Liberty to pay off the debt. Um, just, just to throw that out there, see what I'm saying. Um, the only reason I even bring that up is because in this budget that they just approved, it opens up the Arctic Wildlife Refuge for oil exploration. Now, the Republican Party has been wanting to do this for many, many years. They've been wanting to drill in the Arctic since they found oil in Alaska. Well, this budget that is going to go to, the, to go to Congress next week, and chances are they're probably going to approve it next week, enables just that. Now, the reason that oil is so important, I mean, we know what's going on in the Middle East. We know that the moves that China has made with Russia, with Iran, with Turkey, with Syria, with, I mean, it's what everyone in the whole world is watching and talking about. Now, the interesting thing that is developing, um, not only, well, before I get into that, um, when it comes to the market being as high as it is right now, I mean, the, the stock market, the Dow just hit over 23,000. The, the NASDAQ and the S&P 500 uh, both hit record highs as well. Um, so not only has the Dow gone up 6,000 since January, basically, since Donald Trump got elected, um, but it's 
also brought up every other market. Bitcoin is ridiculous right now. I think it's like 5,000 a coin or something like that. But both Bank of America and Morgan Stanley have come out recently and said that they anticipate that the market is going to take a massive downturn by Valentine's Day. They anticipate, Bank of America says they anticipate a 10% pullback where Morgan Stanley, you know, there's more conservative. They say that they only anticipate 5% pullback. But either way, they anticipate uh, all these exchanges dropping at least 5 to 10% by Valentine's Day. So, again, this February time frame is kind of lining up. If they do not approve the tax plan by the end of the, of the year, we have executives that are coming out that are saying that they anticipate um, that they're going to have the, the economy is going to have massive repercussions if this tax plan is not approved. Now, it's interesting when you have corporations that are talking about, hey, they're going to pull their money out or not support the United States or not open up new businesses or not do the infrastructure spending that they said they were going to do if they do not get their tax relief, their benefit, their money. Um, it's like who's running who? Who's in charge of who? Who's doing what? And, and that's kind of what we are seeing in this realm developing. Now, when it comes to the, the international scale, we have – we have different countries that are coming out that are uh, opening up their own cryptocurrency. Um, I mean, we have just, just to kind of go into this, we have the issue of, say for instance, in, in Libya, um, Libya, everyone talks about what happened in Benghazi, you know, when Gaddafi got killed, you know, all these different things that have happened in Libya. Um, well, I just found out that I didn't realize that the Eastern half of the country and the Western half of the country are kind of being backed by different organizations. The western half of Libya is backed by the UN, where the eastern half is running off of Russian currency uh, to the point that they were having an issue because there wasn't enough currency going around in the, uh, the, the country on the eastern half of Libya. So they went to Russia, and Russia is actually printing more currency for them to use because the currency that is used on the eastern half of Libya is already a Russian currency. So Libya is already kind of, at least half of the country, is already using a, a Russian currency. Now, the reason I segue into that is because Russia just recently came out and said, um, and it was Putin, that actually said that he's given the green light for what's called the crypto ruble. And uh, um, the crypto ruble is basically um, – a cryptocurrency run directly from the Russian currency of the ruble. Now, the importance of this is, I think it was last week, uh, Putin came out completely against Bitcoin. And we know that, for instance, the Chinese government has been making regulations against Bitcoin as well. Um, well, everyone and their mother wants Bitcoin. I mean, there's reports that right now people are using Bitcoin to buy houses. Um, that the value of it's going up and everyone wants it because of this blockchain technology and because of the untraceability of Bitcoin. Well, of course, international banks and international countries don't like a currency that they cannot track, but they also like a currency that they can track. And the blockchain, blockchain technology allows them to have a currency that they can actually track. Um, and this is where the crypto ruble comes into play. 
um, the crypto ruble um, is going to be tradable or exchangeable from crypto ruble back to the ruble. So in, in other words, if you have a if, if the United States did the same thing, you would have a crypto dollar and you would have a dollar bill and you would be able to exchange them one for one. They, they would be the same. Now, the only difference is with the Russian currency, they need you to be able to prove how you earned the cryptocurrency. And they say that this is a way to, you know, keep away money laundering or, you know, currency manipulation. It's not like they say you can't use the money if you can't prove it. They just tax you more. They, they just tax you 13% more on the use of this currency if you can't prove where it came from. Um, they're not going to allow any kind of like data mining or like Bitcoin mining like you can do. Everything comes directly from the government um, and is tracked just by the government as well. Um, now, when Russia is asked why they went through and they put this in, why they're proposing this, is they basically said they have to do it now or Europe is going to do it in two months anyhow. So we need to get ahead of the EU, get ahead of Europe and put a cryptocurrency out there. Now, the catch, the interesting thing to this, um, there was two different things that came out. Uh, one, a quote from the communications minister, um, and forgive my pronunciation, uh, Nikol Foroff. Um, this is just a, a quote. Um, and, and he made it clear that this, is, this cryptocurrency is definitely moving into international markets. That makes no sense whatsoever for it to circulate just within Russia. So it's definitely moving into international markets, and that's their plan. And he says, this mustn't be a private currency, but the one, which is used by the state, controlled by the state, and enabled to provide circulation of digital money in light of a digital economy. So they want the crypto ruble to be the cryptocurrency that is regulated by the government to where you have to use it through the government. And then they track everything that you sell and everything you buy. And if you cannot prove it, they just tax you higher how you got this cryptocurrency. Now, what is their plan to combat Bitcoin? Their plan is to basically make um, all websites that allow you to purchase anything with Bitcoin to not be visible within the country. So Russia's central banks are working on this, and we know that China has been working on putting in Internet restrictions as well. But their whole plan is to make it so that way if you can buy the product with Bitcoin, you cannot see that website in Russia. Or when it goes into the international market space, any international market that uses this crypto ruble would not be able to use websites that purchase through Bitcoin. So we are witnessing this, this crypto war developing between independent cryptocurrencies, as in Bitcoin and Ethereum and, and those different ones, and the currencies that are coming out within the countries. Now, we know that China has recently linked their currency to gold, linked it to oil, and also linked it to the ruble, to where you can exchange the Chinese yuan and the Russian ruble electronically. In other words, you can now use, or when this system gets put in place, the crypto ruble in China in real time. 
that is their projection. Now, when you look at other countries that have recently opened up cryptocurrencies or said they're going to open up cryptocurrencies, just to connect the dots a little bit, you have Estonia that has recently come out saying they, they want to have one. You have Japan. You have Kazakhstan, an ex, you know, part of the ex-Soviet bloc that has come out and said that they want one. China, Russia, and also the International Monetary Fund. They're all moving towards this one cryptocurrency that is interlinked with a currency that can be used in real time from exchange of different borders. You kind of see what I'm saying. This is the path. And the United States, I mean, there's speculation that the, the United States is looking at cryptos, but they're not really. They're, they're not saying anything about their plan on holding on to the petrodollar as long as they can. And that is why we're involved in the Middle East the way that we are. The, the crazy thing is, when you look at what's happening in the Middle East, it, it, it kind of makes you wonder where the United States is headed on this. And you, you look at little tidbits. Uh, for instance, President Donald Trump recently just ratified Executive Order 13223. And basically this executive order, um, which is put in directly after September 11th, um, says uh, in a temporary state of emergency um, that the United States can re-enlist retired Air Force pilots. So basically, if the Air Force doesn't have enough fighter pilots to go to war or to attack someone, they can call them out of retirement, tell them to get back in the plane, and you're going over to the Middle East or wherever it is. Now, the executive order originally allowed for up to 25 to be re-implemented, you know, I guess you could say. Um, but, of course, you know, Donald Trump just expanded that authority to allow the United States to be able to recall up to 1,000 retired airplane pilots. And the main reason is, is because, well, they are 1,500 pilots short of their goal, and 1,000 of those 1,500 are fighter pilots that they don't have in the Air Force right now, that they're supposed to have, that they need to have, and if they're going to go to war, they're going to call them out of retirement to do it. I mean, we see where this is headed. We've been talking about this for a long time. We've been talking about the moves that are being made. And we're to the point that we have to make moves if the United States is going to hold on to this petrodollar regime that we have created of global dominance we have to do something. We, we know that sanctions are not working anymore. Um, there's been numerous reports that we put sanctions on Iran and North Korea, and it doesn't do anything, um, especially North Korea. I mean, all they do is they hack into other banks and steal money, or they do trade deals that we don't know about. So the sanctions don't work. And the sanctions only work if everyone uses the U.S. dollar. And we can see that the entire globe is moving away from the U.S. dollar, moving into the yuan, moving into the ruble, moving into the BRICS nations. So if everyone's moving away from the U.S. dollars, we don't have the tool of sanctions, which means the only thing we have left is our military. So we are headed towards a very 
interesting time, a, a time that we we talk about every single week here, and and it's it's kind of eerie to see it, it developing. I mean, we we you know we know that peace will be taken from the earth. And we see what's happening just in Libya. We have the East and the West are basically being separated monetarily. We have reports out of Yemen that the United Arab Emirates is looking to um, split Yemen in half as well between the North and the South of Yemen because, well, we need to separate them out. We have Spain that is separating from Catalina. So we have Brexit, which is separating from... EU between Great Britain. We have the United States where the Democrats and Republicans are 50-50. We have Nigeria that is blowing up all over the news right now with the the four um, military officers that were killed there. And what is going on there? Why were we against Boko Haram there? What's going on in in Africa? We have Kenya that's being separated. We, We have peace has been taken from the earth. And if, it, if this doesn't classify as peace being taken from the earth, then God help us all when peace truly is taken from the earth. Um, because, I mean, no one, no one is being unaffected by this. If you're not seeing what's going on, if you're not opening your eyes and, and watching what is happening in this world, then, then you are watching way too much TV. You know, read a newspaper, read, read listen to the radio, whatever it may be to get this information in, because we are, we are on the doorstep. And if it hasn't started, it's starting really, really soon. So Matthew, I'm going to hand it back to you. But, but the last thing I have to say is we need to continue to watch what's going on. There's, there's craziness that's developing between these extremist groups that are rising. We have massive protests that are happening, not only in the United States, but abroad. And we have, our currency, our actual way of purchasing products is under attack on, on a scale that the world has never seen, nor do we truly understand at this point. But if we truly have to take our, our adversaries for what they say, then we need to look at North Korea's actions and what they have done this last week. This last week, they have gone to the UN and they said, you know what? Anyone that is going to help the United States, you're going to be destroyed with them. But now is your opportunity to back away from the United States and not help them, and we will not destroy you. So either North Korea is blowing smoke or they're real. I mean, there's even reports that he made, I can't remember, it's a phone call or a letter to Australia with the same exact thing, saying you, here's your opportunity to pull out. You don't have to go down with the United States. So all I'd say is God help us. Matthew, I'll hand it back over to you. God help us indeed. Brian, did you want to uh, throw your comments into what uh, Clinton just had to say about his news coverage? Not particularly at the moment. I'll be, I think, building on some of those topics when I go into my news field, so I'll kind of save it till then. God help us all. You know, ladies and gentlemen, things are starting to get real. Uh, This was published this week in the Washington Post. 
there's been a huge salmon die-off. When you look into the details, it's absolutely a phenomenon that is just not going away. Uh, We have this uh, released this week that in the Atlantic, insects are in serious trouble. Ladies and gentlemen, that's that's an understatement. For this study, between 1989 and 2016, the average weight of insects that were caught between May and October fell by 77%. Over the same period, the weight of insects caught in the height of summer when these creatures should be at their busiest fell by 82%. Guardian released this this week. Headline, warning of ecological Armageddon after dramatic plunge in insect numbers. Ladies and gentlemen, wrap your mind around this first opening comment. The abundance of flying insects has plunged by three-quarters over the past 25 years according to a new study that has shocked scientists. Ladies and gentlemen, absolutely catastrophic. We keep getting these reports. Let's talk about uh, the Guardian releasing this week. This was the headline, Hungry Bear Crisis Leaves Two People Dead in Russia's Far East. They come right out and say it. In the opening diatribe, two people have been killed by bears in Russia's Far East as increasingly large numbers of animals are approaching humans due to lack of food sources. Authorities said on Sakhalin Island last week that 83 bears had to be shot because they were hostile. That figure is nearly three times higher than last year. Point blank quote from a forestry worker. This has never happened before. There are not enough fish, berries, and nuts, he said. Ladies and gentlemen, this is this real. You know, let's talk about the U.S. economy. I keep pointing out how they will come out with a headline, and throughout the entire article, they will either completely contradict that headline or just come out and prove to you it's lying. This is from Reuters this week. Low pay and no bonuses. U.S. retailers struggle with hiring. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let me do this, shall we? I'm going to read the opening diatribe here, and it absolutely is the antipode To the headline, retailers including Macy's and JCPenney have said they will hire the same or fewer seasonal workers for the holidays this year than last. Whilst, like Walmart stores, 
have chosen not to hire temporary workers at all. Do you think it's going to be a bad Christmas season? Duh. So, if you have an academic mind and you read this article from Reuters, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's a joke. It's an outright joke. From CNN this week, this is the headline. This is the biggest mystery in the US, U.S. economy. Do you think? No, no, really. I mean, I give CNN an ovation in this one instance. The opening diatribe. It's the most public problem in the U.S. economy today. Even Federal Reserve leaders are scratching their heads. Normally, in a healthy economy, as unemployment goes down, workers earn more in their paychecks, and prices for goods go up, ideally more than 2%. But that's not happening. Despite the very low 4.2% unemployment rate since 2012, inflation has topped 2% only two times. Now, now look, Stanley Fisher who retired from his number two post at the Federal Reserve last week. This is a direct quote. We don't know what's going on with inflation. Fed Chair Jenna Yellen uh, said this. It's more of a mystery than anything else. Really? Really? Let me slap this on everybody's plate. This is released today on Market Watch. Why millennials are ditching religion for witchcraft and astrology. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I would have to say that the very fabric of our society is falling apart. It's completely falling apart. It's well, it's intoxicating, shall we say that? It's It is mind-boggling how it doesn't matter what topic I would choose to speak from. There's massive problems. Of course, half the problems with the millennials is this. This is quoted directly right here in the article. Meanwhile, more than half of young adults in the U.S. believe astrology is a science. Really? It would seem like to me that the educational system is obviously falling apart, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, more than half of the young adults in the U.S. are st – they're stupid? They're dumb. They think astrology is a science. That's how dumb they are. 
ladies and gentlemen, when you're undereducated, where are you going to go? Well, witchcraft and astrology. I mean, we could go through official Vatican records over the past, oh, I don't know, 1,000 years and absolutely prove that from, oh, the Aztec, the... Well, yeah, you didn't know that? Just We're not talking about Protestant records because that would do the same thing. But if we went to the records of all of the missionaries from the Catholic Church, what they described when they first arrived in a location, described what was going on due to undereducation, guess what they run into? Well, paganism, you know what that is? That's witchcraft and astrology. <laughs> Let me get this right. You'd never put two and two together and realize this? Of course you haven't if you've never been in, in an institution of higher learning to study these very things. Ooh, that hurts, don't it? No, really. Everybody knows this except American Christians. Literally everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, this is for real. The service industry, which includes astrology and aura reading, mediumship, tarot card reading, and palmistry, among other metaphysical services, grew 2% between 2011 and 2016. It's now worth $2 billion annually, according to an industry analysis firm, IBIS World. Ladies and gentlemen, you're entertaining yourselves to death. To death. And it blows me away. Just the little bit that Clinton mentioned about the economy. Uh, I mean, this is straight from the Atlantic this week, too, October the 18th. Two things have been true for 2017. The news cycle keeps spiraling downward, and the stock market keeps going up. That's a direct quote. Ladies and gentlemen, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, of course it doesn't make any sense. And of course, everybody... Uh, with a brain, knows it. You know, I heard very little coverage over the five people that were shot in an office park in Maryland's Hartford County this week. This is going to keep Happening, and it's going to keep happening. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this week it was reported uh, that the fires in Spain and Portugal uh, had got to a point that the Portugal government was facing a no-confidence vote because the country was just burning to the ground. 
I mean, ladies and gentlemen, why don't you do a little bit of research on the water level of the Mississippi River? Because it don't make any sense because the Mississippi River Valley is not, I repeat, it is not in a drought. It's not in a drought. If you're not troubled, well, I know why. You must be half of the Americans that believe that astrology is a science. And you've entertained yourself to death. Break is provided by Reawaken Hymns. You are listening to the End Time Tribune.
Hi, this is Nathan, and you're listening to Reawaken Hymns. For more information and hymn resources, check out my website, www.reawakenhymns.com, or find me on YouTube at Reawaken Hymns. Welcome back to this week's edition of the End Time Tribune, ladies and gentlemen. It is uh, so good for us to be on here with you tonight. I want a to uh, shout out to all the listeners uh, to the broadcast. It's getting to be absolutely staggering. Uh, I'll throw out a little tidbit. I have started a new video series on uh, Facebook, the Facebook page. That video series is the Prophetic Insider. You might want to go check it out. Just short little burst clips 
I've had quite a reception on it so far. Um, already have finished the second one uh, that I'm going to do, and already have the third one planned. So, uh, pretty excited about all the messages that I've got so far, just uh, about uh, this one post. It's already had over 800 views, uh, had some interesting uh, dialogue just through that one little bitty eight-minute clip. So I encourage everybody to go check it out. Brian, uh, it is your turn for the news diatribe. The saddle is yours. All right, then. I guess just jump in here. Uh, well, as uh, the week progressed starting on Monday, we had some pretty mega developments take place within uh, Kurdistan, most notably, uh, well, within Iraq, but within the Kurdistan regions. Kirkuk was invaded essentially Monday morning. The entirety of what went down is rather mind-boggling because the more you look into the reports, you end up finding out that there was massive, massive, massive treachery all the way across the board within different peoples, within different Kurdish factions that essentially opened the door and let the, uh, well, it's more or less Shiite forces, the, uh, I can't think of how to say the name off the top of my head, but nonetheless, it was the mass force behind the attack was the Shiite groupings that came in, and the KRG and um, Peshkama were not exactly able to fight them off because they pretty much were sitting there with no ammunition. So uh, that did not really help matters, even in the slightest. They lost Kirkuk within hours, and then throughout the rest of the week, there was more, more areas seized than the... Uh, Different uh, Iraqi and Shiite groups backed out of different spots within Kirkuk. Yesterday, we had a massive firefight take place. Multiple uh, tanks, uh, Humvees, and quite a few other things were destroyed in the midst of this firefight. And the entire time this is going on, most of the world just decided to look the other way. Now, some of the reports coming out of uh varied news sources uh, were pointing to the fact that all considering that Trump made a tough stance against the Iranian Revolutionary Guard last week and labeled them and called them out as being a terror group does not sit well in the scheme of all this due to the fact that one of the top planners behind the major attack on Kirkuk was one of the top Iranian Revolutionary Guard commanders. So what kind of game is America playing here with the politics in Iraq? Time's going to tell, but something's a little fishy on this one. And Israel has been trying to rally the nation's support behind Kurdistan. There's multiple reasons why they would want this. Obviously, a big portion of this has to do with being able to keep Iran in check, especially with the growing Shiite crescent going all throughout the Middle East right now. But even historically speaking, I think it kind of boils down to the fact that, you know, a lot of people don't realize that a large number of the Jewish population stayed behind in Kurdistan in that region throughout Iraq after the Babylonian captivity. So there's multiple reasons why they would be rallying for support of this. But this is just another 
long line within the strings of moves for independence that have been backfiring in these nations' faces all throughout the world. We got the situation in Spain, and there was another um, illustration that was put up earlier in the week that I caught that actually lists the uh, number of nations that are moving for independence within the EU, and it's actually a fairly decent number. We've really only heard about Catalonia, but there's other movements happening. So, you know, this is almost goes hand in hand with the form of nationalism. And, you know, on top of it, we've seen several right-wing politicians have been moved into place. Czechoslovakia this week had um, a major right-wing uh, political group move to power, and we had more... Uh, Happenings. I can't remember where the big uh, election was last week where another right-wing uh, leader won that. Let's see here. We've had uh, settlement plans within Israel taking place in the West Bank and in Hebron. We had, I believe it was close to 1292 was what the number was in the West Bank region. And we had more moves within Hebron this week. And then on top of it, parts of the EU were calling for Israel to basically pay for the land that they were taking from the Palestinian people, So, which has never happened before. Let's see, what else do we have happen here this week? Okay, this is a big one. We've actually had two breakovers happen here within the last week. Coming out of Syria, we had multiple... Mortar strikes go into the Golan Heights, and then Israeli military turned around and took out those mortar installations. Had it happened, I believe, two days ago, and then again yesterday, five shells came into the Golan Heights. As things wind down in Syria, there is a massive amount of speculation that things are probably going to get heated between Syria and Israel at a rather fast pace, and all considering everything that's been happening over the course of the last few weeks here, we've had multiple strikes happen with Israeli forces sending either Air Force or what it may be into Syria to take care of targets. We had, I believe, earlier in this week, we had an Air Force uh, go in and uh, had an attack there in Syria. We've also had major flare-ups within the Sinai Peninsula. Um now, there's been varied reports of how many police were killed from Egypt as they went in to take out a militia group. Um, you have some of them stating around hardly about like 16 at most, and then there's other reports coming out saying anywhere from 50 to 100 casualties and killed. So it's that story is still a little bit unclear as to what is going on now. Last week, we had over the numbers moving up to, I believe it's 358 uh, people were killed in two different terror attacks in Somalia and Mogadishu. And this is causing the group to, Somalia is basically stating they are moving towards a state of war, which is rather ironic that America's had them on there ban for travel for quite some time here, and there's been a lot happening all over the place within Africa, obviously. 
And Afghanistan this week, there's been nonstop bombings. Uh, most notably, we've had was an attack between about, let's see, we've got bombings coming up to uh, killed 63 in a mosque here on October 20th. We had another one that killed 15 trainees in Kabul. And let's see, we've had a couple of other major attacks there within the mosque in Afghanistan in this last week. Now, most notably, the one thing that stands out to me in this last week is with all these mega terror attacks that have been happening through very places within Africa, within the Middle East, and in each area, nobody's claiming responsibility. This is not the norm. Once again, it's something that makes me ask quite a few questions as to what in the world is going on. So it's just something to keep our eyes on as we move forward here. Let me see here. I'm kind of scrolling through here through the different news. I already brought that up, the Syrian battery. And, of course, yeah, we've got more saber-rattling going on here with uh, North Korea. And I think, honestly, I shot through most of that at pretty lightning speed here, faster than I intended to. So, I mean, that's really a lot of what it boils down to this week. It's just a lot more major movements within the Middle East. Um, another thing to touch on here quick, too, is... Uh, Palestinian Authority or Fatah and Hamas grouping is really causing a lot more turmoil here in the last week as major um, high ups within Hamas are stating that their intended agenda is to completely blow Israel off the map. So now that Fatah and Hamas have joined hand in hand and we've got Hamas is still essentially pushing towards their initial goal and agenda, it's really beginning to make uh, you ask questions as to where this is headed now because kind of changes things as far as the uh, peace agreements and peace accords that they've been trying to work towards there in the Middle East are concerned. It's just no matter how you look at this between this happening, between what we have happening with Iran and Trump trying to decertify the nuclear deal, which, mind you, he cannot do. It's not even feasible because, for one, America was not the chief person behind the nuclear deal. So to think that we could outright completely cut it is ludicrous. But we're just going to do what we always do. We're just going to slap sanctions down on everybody. Seems to be the only way that America wants to do everything right now at the time, and that's just only going one place, and it's going to boil over. Every one of these nations that we've been slapping sanctions on is going to get to the point where they've had it. But they've already found ways to go outside of those sanctions, so we'll have to see more here with China and Russia's dealings in that. Now, that number I gave earlier, that was actually wrong. Uh, Israel finishes advancing 2,600 West Bank homes as settlers push for more. And that's it for the time being. I'm sure more things will come back to mind as we uh, bounce stuff back and forth here for the, I guess, last 40 minutes now.
Well, Clinton, did you have comments on I or Brian's news coverage? Jump right in here right now with uh, whatever you've got. Well, you know, I, I wanted to just touch on the, the massive like die-offs that have been going on across the globe. I mean, Matthew talked about that a little bit last week uh, with the, the 40,000, I think it was last week with the 40,000 penguins in Antarctica um, and then with the hippos that were um, killed off as well. And then now the salmon die-off. And I saw that there was also um, a massive fish die-off that, that happened here recently as well. Um, and I guess, you know, I, you know the, the biggest thing that I can say is, is I'm not sure, you know, it, is this because of climate change that people are saying that this is dying off or because of, you know, lack of oxygen in the, in the water or, you know, change of pollutants in the air? Um, I know there was a report that came out that said something like 9 million people annually die from, you know, air pollution um, in, in the world right now. And so I'm, I'm kind of curious, uh, you know, Matthew, on your stance of, you know, what, what you think of, you know, these die-offs and kind of what's caused them or what, what's your stances on that? Well, I've already detailed in great detail numerous times that uh, as far as the fish are concerned, uh, we already know beyond any shadow of a doubt uh, the oxygen levels in the water is crashing. The water is not being properly oxygenated. Now, you're going to have to ask me, why? Well, I'll give you the same response that I did for a different question. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, down in uh, South America, I had two profs watching why this one place down there, the water keeps disappearing from the sea. It's like a massive, well, it's an anti-king tide. You can plainly see pictures um, of the lighthouse there, just in a dry bay. Well, they put GPS spikes on the ground. Guess what? The ground's not heaving. So then they start scratching their heads. Well, I'm going to give the same answer. The answers that I'm giving you are the same answers that uh, my prof friends have been giving me. We don't know. Just like the massive uh, insect die-off, well... Uh, Brian and I first started uh, reporting on the massive uh, bee colony collapse disorder. Clueless. Clueless. I've got experts on the ground. They've actually let, <laughs> sent to me some of their technical data. No, it wasn't pesticides. It's just one day uh, the bees wouldn't come back in the evening, back to the hive. They just wouldn't come back. No corpses, no nothing. They're gone. Why? I mean, ladies and gentlemen, the research done, you, you, you need to understand that there was hundreds of pounds of insect carcasses that were tested. And when I've got friends that's been in this field for 20 years, they email me asking me to take a look over the data, saying, well, maybe you can see something we don't see. 
And my response has been the same. There's nothing here. You haven't missed anything. There's nothing wrong. The only thing that could possibly be wrong is the good Lord's not too happy with what his hands have made. And that's a fact. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk a little bit about the food chain. Right off the top of your head, can you give me a list of all the animals that would have eaten all of those insects? first one that jumps into your mind, if you're of an academic stance, is, of course, bats. And you would be correct in saying that right off the bat. My goodness, ladies and gentlemen, most people have no idea all those massive swarms of insects are needed. Something... It's incredibly wrong. By the way, this week it was rela- uh, released about the penguins. They decided not to give the real numbers. They just decided to say that they lost all but two chicks. You don't want to know what that means. You really don't. And let me be perfectly clear with Ladies and gentlemen, the chicks starve to death. And what tripped me out with the hippocarcasses, you can finally see in the photographs. I Prof Johnson just sent me an email just laughing about it. He goes, Well, you could plainly see in the photographs the carcasses. Those hippos were, you could plainly see they were at least 30% body mass low. You could plainly see that. Of course, the articles didn't say anything about that. This is getting real, and it's getting live, and it's getting late-breaking. And the American Christians just ain't figured it out yet, but they're going to. They're going to. Ladies and gentlemen, there is one side of the core of the planet you're standing on. It's crystallized. Did you know that? Do you even know what that means? You you don't know what it means, do you? Well, that's all right. I'm sure that... Your team is still winning, even if occasionally your team's still winning. You're still streaming your shows that you watch every week. I mean, I just saw multiple posts on my Facebook feed from people talking about Obama and Bush. They're delusional. 
Absolutely delusional. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, all of these ministries, you, 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 you can't even remember the own people that you follow coming out and saying that Obama was the Antichrist? I hate to rain on your party. They're obviously psychologically disturbed, to say the very least. Ladies and gentlemen, that was a lie. It was always a lie. And you still follow them. That's amazing to me. No, that's, that's worrisome to me, actually. You know, i got to ask a reverse question today <laughs> uh, from a professor at Indiana University, IU. Uh, he called me and very disturbed because somebody brought up in his Sunday school class <laughs> about the earth being flat. And the question was reverse. I hadn't heard from him in a while, but he's got my number. He, you know, phone rings. I look at the number. I'm like, well, whose number is that? So I go ahead and answer it. The question was, how could they have possibly been deceived into thinking the earth is flat when all you need is a plumb bob to prove it, that it's round? I mean, so they've never flown on an airplane before? <laughs> They've never known somebody on the other side of the planet, like, you know, somebody in, um, I don't know, North Korea, something like that, Australia, and call them on the phone and talk about how it's daylight there but not here. And he was worried. He was actually worried. He said he was asking me because he knew this individual's siblings. He actually thought about calling them and telling them that maybe they needed to take him in for a psychological checkup. Because he was honestly con concerned that maybe he had, you know, uh, had the beginning stages of Alzheimer's or something. He was truly concerned. Truly, he was concerned. Well, of course you'd be concerned. <laughs> no, really. <laughs> I mean, think, think about the article that was just published today that I read from. Half of the American populations think that astrology is actually a science. They're stupid. Ladies and gentlemen, that's stupid. There's no way those people have a diploma. There's no way. that That's not physically possible if you actually believe that astrology is actually a science? There's no way you could have possibly been educated to the point to be awarded a diploma from high school. There's no way. But of course, we've known this for quite a while, right? Because you go into the inner cities and, well, why don't you just go ask some officials about uh, how many of the people that graduate can't even read? No, really, go ask them. So, 
So here's our main problem. That's the main problem. <laughs> the society's been dumbed down to the point that, well, if you're not famous, and the events that's going in front of you, if they don't relate to somebody that you know is famous, you actually think it's not important. <laughs> I mean, if it don't involve some movie star or some athlete. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, this is what I'm trying to relay to you. These people will scan the headlines, and if it doesn't have anything to do with a movie star or an athlete, they actually don't think it's of any concern. They won't even read the article. I mean, that's how you can get away with having to release information that your earnings have crashed, but your stock price has gone up. That's how you can do it. Because over half the population is dumb. And I mean that in a scientific sense, in the technical term. They're dumb. They don't they don't know no better. They absolutely don't know any better. I mean, I know two who military officers that are psychologists, uh, they have been addressing or, of course, miserably failing in addressing the vet suicides. Because these millennials are, well, they're dumb. They're dumb. They will join the military. They'll be shipped off to Afghanistan, and then they'll have to shoot a bunch of children and blow up some babies. And uh, they'll have to go in and check to see if anybody survived this hospital they just bombed, and they snap like a twig. They didn't realize it was real. They would played video games and watched TV to death. And they come home and blow their brains out. But they can't because they they're disconnected from reality. They had been video gamed and TV'd to death. They actually now, now listen. I'm talking about two two psychologists that have been doing reports on it. This massive increase. Over the past five years. So they started interviewing them before they were shipped overseas to some hostile zone. And immediately they started warning the chain of command that, hey, you, keep, you, you can't send them to war. They, they're not in touch with reality. Of course, chain of command didn't care. They need bodies. And they'd ship them over there, and it wasn't until they got back that, well, of course, they would kill themselves. They, they didn't realize that this wasn't real. They thought this, this fantasy they were living in as a young American adult, 
they thought this is how the world was. They didn't realize that people, you know, killed each other and died. And you see, because in their minds they watch YouTube videos or they watch, you know, some some action uh, movie, you know, with uh, Sylvester Stallone. Or like I said, YouTube videos or whatever. They didn't think it was real. They couldn't tell the difference. And then they would get there and there would be pieces of babies laying around. They didn't realize it. And they would come to the conclusion that, well, this was actually real. These people are shooting at me. They have major problems with these. People would be under fire and they would just be, what's happening? Well, those bullet holes appearing in your Humvee, that's not special effects. I mean, here, I'm going to give one example. Because Jason cried over this when he related to me. He did the case study before this young guy was shipped out. Gave massive warnings. He's not in touch with reality. You can't send him anywhere. Well, they sent him. And in his convoy, the first vehicle uh, hit a, uh, you know, booby trap. And he'd got to be real good friends with one of the people in that vehicle. And, uh, of course, they had to clean up the mess, which... Had become his best friend. Well, when they went to mess that night, he asked his lieutenant where he was. And come to find out, the lieutenant discovered that he didn't know that was real. He really did pick up pieces of his best friend and put them into a body bag. That that really was him. He didn't know it. He never made it out of the mess hall, out of the mess tent. He blew his own brains out. That's real. Upwards of 50% of the American populace, they are technically speaking dumb. They're dumb. So, uh,. <sighs> Clinton, let let me relate to you this fact. You need to really seriously think about what I'm telling you, because what I'm telling you is that it's got nothing to do with Sylvester Stallone. It's got nothing to do with Arnold Schwarzenegger or Paris Hilton or uh, Colin Kaepernick. It's real. This is real what I'm telling you. There is a thing called the the interstellar wind. Now, it's supposed to come... From the center of the Milky Way galaxy, which uh, it's right at the end of the arrow there in that constellation of Sagittarius. It's moved, Clinton. It's not only moved. It's not south of the ecliptic anymore. It's north of the ecliptic in the constellation of Ophiuchus. And I am personal friends with world-renowned astronomers, and they are clueless. Clinton, and it has them scared half to death. What in God's name could possibly move 
the origin of the interstellar wind. Maybe you can explain that to me, Clinton. I'm not going to push you to do so. <laughs> Let's talk about this. <laughs> you went to an institution of higher learning, correct, Clinton? Yes, I did. And tell me, how many people, how many of your friends there were caught up in the entertainment industry and people don't realize that, well, 95% of the news is entertainment? How many of them were caught up so much in that they were technically speaking disconnected from reality? Would you say, you know, 5%? What would be your percent on that? Oh. Um, you know, I mean, that was back, uh, right when the internet was coming out. And back then I would say at least half of, uh, half of the uh, people I went to school with were disconnected. Well, then you should be worried because, you know, the only damage that we got to our soldiers during World War II was shell shock. Now, shell shock is real when you've uh, incurred uh, a massive concussion due to barometric pressure change massively. What it does is is it makes your brain uh, reduce in size and expand really quickly. It's what happens when you have a mortar shell or an artillery shell go off close to you. It's real. Okay? But you have no idea. Um we actually had people that would lie and go to World War II that were not of age yet, 16, 17-year-old. And their enemies literally creep the whirlwind because the entire demographic required for war, which, of course, historically speaking, uh, Alexander the Great knew this, is your 18 to 34-year-old males. Well, back in World War II, they were absolutely stable. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to be worried because I just provided to you the the fact of the matter is is that if we were to go back to the beaches of Normandy, okay, let's just say that, or the Battle of the Bulge, half of those soldiers, uh, their officers would have to shoot them. They would have to because they... Well, they would either shoot them, they would have to shoot them because they're in the way, or they would commit suicide wandering around on the beaches of Normandy. They're, they're, Clinton, we're in trouble. You better hope to the Lord your God we don't have anybody attack us. No, really, I'm telling you the truth, and I'm telling you this straight out of the mouths of two military psychologists that are having to deal with the onslaught of vet suicides, just just so you know, Clinton. Now, I don't know uh, who's going to play Monday Night Football, but what I just told you is real, and it's important that you know it, because you're in danger. You're, you're, your wife's in danger. If we incur an invasion like we had in the Revolutionary War... There won't be no resistance. There there won't be. You know the militia? No, there's no such thing as a militia. 
the closest to combat you could get this generation of 18 to 34-year-old combat-efficient males. Uh, I'm sorry to rain on everybody's party, but the closest you can get to that now is uh, somebody that's, I don't know, played Halo. And I am not joking with you. And you all better hope we don't run into, I don't know, the Russians. Because they're not pathetic, and neither are the North Koreans. They are not pathetic. They're not. So, Brian, uh, your comments along those lines, I guess, uh, the current situation of our society uh, because you have in-depth insider information uh, about about witchcraft and astrology and why uh, this generation is leaving religion. So, so you have insider information uh, into a lot of these topics. Of course, you, of course, being in the military. What's what's your thoughts on our current societal situation, Bry? Leaving religion to go to the occult, huh? Wow, I hadn't noticed because where I'm at, they just decided to merge the two. Maybe that's all I'm going to say on that. I mean, current condition of our society, let's see here. Um, we had to have a big warning come out in the news about a bunch of the right-wing uh Propaganda nut jobs like good old InfoWars spreading uh, deception that Antifa was going to start a civil war here beginning in November. What other kinds of nonsense have we seen going on? Uh, well, we had the uh, Spencer spoke again last night in Florida, and then on top of it, three guys showed up and fired off a shot at some guy and missed and got arrested. What else have we had going on? Just more of the uh, atypical insanity. Uh, it's really what it kind of boils down to. Insanity, I like that. Uh, yeah, insanity. <laughs> it's really the only really way you can... Describe it, actually. Societal insanity. You know, ladies and gentlemen, um, well, like I was <laughs> scrolling down here, let me go back over there just to just to read some of these things. Uh, yeah. I'll just scroll down. Oh my goodness. Uh Lord have mercy, this this can't be real. Um it, You know what? I, I better not talk about this. Um these people are delusional. They're they're posting things that wow, it's complete fantasy. Ladies and gentlemen. You need to come to grips with reality. 
I don't know how you can unplug, but by God, you better do it quickly. Quickly. Look, I'm going to give you the perfect thing to do that will completely and utterly transform you. It's called the Bible, God's Holy Word. <laughs> no, really. Did you know it's binary? Yes, it is. God wrote it in two languages, Hebrew and Greek. Now, you can ask Brian. Everybody's watched him flourish since he and I started. He, he, he can tell you it's real. Once you get into the Word and tear it apart, it will blow your mind, and then you can't get away from it. You, you can't. You can't stop it. And before you know it, you don't think about Paris Hilton anymore or uh, some of those other names, uh, Cardassians, whoever they are. Not that I really care because I really don't, but ladies and gentlemen, in 120 days, you won't even look for that stuff anymore. No, really, telling you the truth. Um, look at it this way. Well, let's talk about that, that video I just did, uh, the Facebook Prophetic Insider. I just shared one word, just one word, that doesn't have a strong number associated with it. But once I tore it apart, all of a sudden, uh, the entire first stanza of Psalm 19 is made perfectly clear. And what's going to make you mad is, is there's no references, uh, it makes no cross-references, not in the KJV, not in the New American Standard Bible. It makes no references back to uh, Matthew and Mark. And there's absolutely no reason for it to, because it's right there both in the Hebrew and the Greek. It should take you right there, but it doesn't. Do you know why? Because <laughs> you actually expect that the publishers are Christians. Is that really what you – if you was really thinking that the people that publish and print Bibles are Christians, uh, you, you – I, I, I tell you what, if that's the truth… Uh, you need to do your family members a favor, and you need to go for a psychological checkup as soon as possible, ladies and gentlemen. Because you can't talk about the phrase, the end of heaven. <laughs> I mean, these rapturists run around talking about that they're going to be gathered, you know, and they don't have the slightest, remotest clue what God's talking about, and that's the whole purpose of the opening diatribe in Psalms 19, and I'm not lying. And if you've never heard that, I'm worried about you. I really am. Uh, you need to know it's it's massively important uh, that what is uh, mentioned there, it's directly referencing, it's right there in... Matthew 24, and I'm not lying to you. And if you're not seeing Psalm 19 in those cross-references of that verse, it's because they didn't want you to know it. 
And if they didn't want you to know it, well, you have no idea uh, what to know because you spent all, all your time reading their commentaries and their books. You never had to read any commentary or any books. You just had to read Matthew chapter 24. You didn't have to read anything else. No, really. So, I mean, that, that phrase, and <laughs> that phrase you need to look into, uh, ladies and gentlemen, from one end of the sky to the other. Um, the, it's, the event horizon for that phrase is, well, it doesn't matter. I mean… Because most of you didn't continue reading, and when God put it in Mark chapter 13, verse 26, you, you, you didn't listen to that either. I mean, my God. I mean, we have serious problems. Serious problems, ladies and gentlemen. I mean... Uh, you know, I, I, look, there is for real somebody running around, and I'm sure all kinds of you, all kinds of people are going to buy this book. The Trump apocalypse? Oh my gosh, he's entertaining you to death. He doesn't have a remote clue what he's talking about, and not only that, uh, he's not concerned with your future anyway. He has no idea what he's talking about. He publishes a book, The Trump Apocalypse, and I am torn between myself because I'm sitting here laughing about it, but knowing full well that people are going to eat it up, and he's going to keep you from actually reading Psalms 19, Matthew 24, and Mark chapter 13. Okay? And, and I'm telling you the truth. I am telling you the truth. That's what he's doing. He's entertaining you. But check this out. The end times president <laughs> – I'm sorry. No, I'm not sorry. No, let, let me take this back. I've been trained since I was a child to give honor where it is due, and by God, he don't deserve it. So, no, I'm not sorry I laughed. But anyway, let me just read this cover. Trump <laughs> – oh, my goodness. Uh, Trump apocalypse. Uh, this uh, end times president, the battle against the globus elite and the countdown to Armageddon uh, <laughs> by the authors of the bestseller, The Babylon Code. Oh, my goodness. Um, I, I am sorry if you've actually bought this Babylon Code or if you're going to buy this uh, new book. I don't, I don't know when it comes out. But uh, what he's doing is he's getting you not to look into the Hebrew and the Greek of what Psalms 19 says in Matthew 24 and Mark 13. He absolutely don't want you to know it. Because if you did know it, 
you would sue them both over uh, your purchase of the Babylon Code because you could prove in a court of law that it was complete and absolute fiction? Was false advertising? Because none of those things are even remotely close to God's word. Not even close. He's completely clueless. Except about one thing. Ah, yes. Marketing. Now that he's an expert in. I'm absolutely for certain of that. So, you know, when you go over these posts, and, and here I see uh, one of my friends is going on and on, a, on quoting uh, the early church fathers. I mean, here's one, two, three, four. Of course, this is a copy and paste response, but uh, this is five paragraphs quoting early church fathers. Do you know why you're dumb? I'm going to tell you why you're dumb. And you've shown to the whole world how stupid you are uh, because who gives a flying rip what the early church fathers had to say? Why don't you copy and paste five paragraphs of the Hebrew and Greek and tell us what God said? Because I don't give a flying rip about no commentator on the Bible, not any of them. They are irrelevant. No, really. So, uh, I understand that the early church fathers is good for historical research, but not, not even remotely close to being experts in the Bible, God's holy word, because uh, they couldn't have been. I mean, it's not until Fibonacci got involved that we even got the Masoretic text. But you're too stupid to know that, I guess. At any rate... Uh, an expert in Latin, I don't give a flying rip about. He's completely and absolutely discredited. I don't care if you know Latin or not. You're an idiot. That's what you are. I don't care if you were in the first century, the second century, the third century. The, 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 I don't care. If you're an expert in Latin, you know nothing. You know zero. Because if you don't know Hebrew and you don't know Greek, you don't know anything. Nothing. What you have to say is irrelevant. I don't care how much you're uh, publicized. So, uh, with that in mind, <laughs> I'm sorry for that diatribe, but maybe I got a little bit carried away. But I wasn't lying, and I'm not asking or seeking forgiveness for it because it was the truth. So, <laughs> uh Clinton, uh, do you have any other topics you'd like to share and or discuss? Well, I wanted to just touch on what you were talking about uh, with the millennials uh, kind of moving towards uh, witchcraft and the occult. And, and you know, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's difficult to, to, you know, approach this. Um, because you know the, the younger generation, they're they're searching for answers, they're searching for knowledge, they're searching for anything that makes sense during this time. Which you know, Scripture says, hey, you know, be you know, 
be aware not to be deceived during these times. I mean, Jesus said exactly that. So we have a generation that's growing up that, that has never had uh, a time without their smartphones. They've never had a time without the Internet. They've never had time, you know, a time without access to news of, of everything. Um, I mean, right now you can go on YouTube, you can go on Google, you can go anywhere, and you can find information on anything. Now, the the problem with this uh, society kind of evolving this way is you have a generation that is, you know, very skeptical of anything that doesn't make tangible sense. And, you know, that's why I can definitely see the millennials moving towards witchcraft for the sheer fact that, you know, there, there's signs and wonders that can be seen. And when you can see those, then it's, it's uh, you know, it's easier to understand and believe than to have faith. And that is a very disturbing trend that is, is growing. And we can see, you know, that not only the millennials move in that direction, but you can see the rise of uh, the satanic church. Um, you know, what's going on in Oklahoma, what's going on in Florida, um, Oklahoma, it was about the Ten Commandments being brought down and uh, um, uh, a satanic monument resurrected. In Florida, it's about the nativity scene being allowed for the satanic church to put a a satanic nativity scene up. Um, You know, we also have a case that is is possibly going to court about a baker that has to uh, basically make a cake uh, for a satanic wedding. Um, so, so these are all coming to kind of the head of our society right now. And we as Americans, we, uh, we as Christians are going to have to face a, a time when you have the, the choice of either religious persecution against whatever religion the government that we live under wants to persecute or the acceptance of all religions. And unfortunately, we see the the witchcraft, we see the satanic uh, element rising to the forefront during this time as well. And and so I, I just wanted to put out a caution to everyone to, to make sure that whatever you are looking into, whatever you're researching, whatever you're studying, that you have a, a, a basic grounding of what Scripture says and what you are going to look into and what you're going to encounter. Because this time that we are in is like no other time that has ever happened in the history of mankind. And, and just the Internet itself can be a testament of that. The knowledge that we are able to get at our fingertips is amazing. And with that knowledge, we have to be careful to make sure that, that we're not allowing these negative influences into our personal life, but also to cloud our judgment and to, to cloud us as, as a people to know what is right, what is wrong, what is coming up, what we, what we are going to encounter and what stance we are going to take when those things come up, because we are going to see this. Um, there, there's speculation that within the next 20 years, man and, and machines are going to be melded together, that we are going to, in essence, be kind of cyborgs, um, that they are moving towards this technology. They are moving towards this, this realm of evolution of mankind that we don't really know what to expect. And the only you know, idea that we have going forward in this time is what Scripture has written about it. And, you know, just just the more that, that you can dig into 
the scripture more than you can see what is happening and the, and the changing of mankind and the changing of our society, the, the better grounded you can be to where you know what side of the fence to stand on when, when it comes to the point of choosing where you believe. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Along those lines, have a basic understanding of Scripture. Going back to Psalm 19, I mean, I can't, I can't help it. See, because the KJV starts like this, to the chief musician, a Psalm of David. And that's, that's correct to say that for the Hebrew. But the other side of the binary code for that data stream the Septuagint begins is for the conclusion. Let me give you a basic understanding of what he just said. He said, telos. Now, surely all of you know where that word is used in, uh, let's just do one off the top, well, Matthew 24. I mean, surely you all know verse 13. But he that endure unto the end, yeah, telos. The same shall be saved. Uh, yeah, very next verse. In this gospel, the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for witness unto all the nations, and then the end will come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Psalm 19's about, ladies and gentlemen. So if you've ever spoke on the end and you had no clue, that's, you know, what about Psalm 5? <laughs> I'm sorry. It seems to me that the majority of you are standing on shaky ground. I wonder how many of you realize that I'm saying that for your benefit, not mine. You need to listen to what Clinton You better before you start researching things and doing things. Oh my goodness, don't you realize that before you eat, you should at least have the basic scriptural understanding so that you can pray before you eat. Ooh, that stung, didn't it? Because most of you don't, do you? Don't worry. <laughs> God will work those kinks out of you right quick. Right quick. So you need to listen to Clinton when he tells you, you know, before you start doing stuff or researching stuff, you need to have, you know, steady ground underneath your feet, so to speak. No, really. Brian, did you have any other subjects you'd like to bring up and discuss or comments on what uh, Clinton and I just talked about? Well, I mean, the further comment in um, what you guys have been stating here, I mean, it is, it's just crucial that your studies are in the Bible, not the nonsense that is being released through all these varied books and this, that, and the other thing that they'll get you to sink all your money into, and they'll have like three scriptures in there completely taken out of context and then build an arg argument for an hour and a half on end. 
it's going to get you nowhere. And I mean, uh, making matters worse here within the United States, we've got this complete theocratic uh, attempted takedown within the United States. And uh, folks, what these people are following is not Christianity even in the slightest. So it's just, you know, in this day and age, if you're not basing everything from out of the Bible, you're just going to walk into a wall of confusion. And, I mean, there's so many varied forms of propaganda out there that are completely twisting people's minds. You're not going to fall into these traps if you're grounded in the Bible. So, Well, check this out, Brian. <laughs> so... <laughs> That's what somebody commented on this on this new book. I mean, you talk about dumb and dumber, and and I get a trip out of this person. All in capital letters, Bry. This is classic. The rapture is a lie, and the Messiah already came in seventy A.D. Matthew twenty three and twenty four. All is fulfilled. Wake up. I mean, you talk about dumb talking to dumber, Bry. Oh, my God. If you think Christ come back in 70 AD, you're mentally retarded. The same goes uh, with what she was talking against. If you believe that, you're retarded. Because you sure ain't got no kind of foundation underneath your feet that remotely pertains to the Bible, God's holy word. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, if you have to argue that Jesus came back in 70 AD, don't you realize that's a mute point? I mean, surely you're not that dumb. You can't be. And yet, everybody fails to realize, oh my goodness, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, really. I mean, you don't even realize that the verse tells you what's coming, okay? Because let me just read it for out of the KJV. Uh, for we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. Don't you realize they just told you there ain't no secret rapture, you bunch of idiots? He painfully said that we were uh, – but if you if you can't get to the binary code, the source code, uh, you can just – oh my goodness, ladies and gentlemen. He said that our very eyes, we were eyewitnesses to his ascension, and that's exactly how he's coming back. There ain't no secret rapture. No, that's that's a lie. That What is it? Oh my goodness. <laughs> the very person that the Lord Jesus Christ said was a rock onto which he would build his ecclesia told you point-blank range that that was a cunningly devised fable. So this covers both sides of this comment that I just read. Completely delusional. Completely delusional. Ladies and gentlemen. Completely uh, there's there's no way around it. <laughs> it 
It's not funny, is it? No, it's it's not really too funny. I mean, that one verse shot down this this entire statement. The rapture is a lie, and Messiah already came in 70 AD. Matthew 23 and 34, all is fulfilled, wake up. This cover both this one verse slam dunks who she's addressing and herself, but they're both too dumb to know it. They're too dumb to know it. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been told blank, point blank range that when Jesus comes back, Lottie Dottie, everybody is going to know it and see it. I mean, surely you're not. Well, I guess we can go with the premise that you think that the son of the living God is a liar, I guess. But when he gets back, by God, you'll know it. And if you're running around on either side of this fence, see, ladies and gentlemen, this fence is in the middle of a desert. Okay, who she is addressing is on one side of the fence, and she's on the other. <laughs> And the foundation of the Bible, God's holy word, it's of course in the garden. And they don't even realize that they're not underneath the foundation. Both of them are on the sand. It just happens to be this fence going in between them is in the middle of a desert, and they're too dumb to know it. And that's a shame. That's a shame because both these people, well, all three of these people, these two authors and this I'm willing to bet your bottom dollar that their great-grandmother would be ashamed of them right now. Yeah. No, really. No, really. So, uh, with that in mind, let me make sure I say this again. I'm always awful sarcastic, but I am not sorry. Okay, just so you know. Not sorry, because everything I've spoken has been the absolute fact of the matter, so I'm not sorry. If you didn't appreciate it, cool. I'm good with that. Why don't you prove me wrong? Of course you can't. I mean, you'll come at me quoting the KJV, and I'll turn around and say, really? I'll tell you what it says in Greek first, and then Hebrew. I don't care what fantasy you're living in. You know, this woman, I can see that because she used cap locks, I can't snatch her from the fire. She's too far gone. That's why I'm trying to rattle your cage. I'm trying to rattle your cage while I can. And you know what? Clinton brought out the simple fact that all of you, <laughs> most of you, were scrambling trying to figure out where to put your plural. Ooh, did I sting you? Yeah, I, I heard what Clinton said. He said you all didn't know where to put your plural. Did I confuse you? I probably did, so I probably should explain he said that people were having trouble figuring out where they should invest their money, whether to put in the stock market or whether to do this or whether to do that. 
And you're too dumb to know that I just quoted from the scripture and I just shamed you. You should be ashamed because you're shaming the name of the Lord your God. But you're too dumb to know it. Ladies and gentlemen, that's not your nest egg. That's your pearl. And it don't belong with the ungodly and the wicked. And it never did. Just so you know. I am trying to snatch you from the fire. If you want to know anything about the Bible source code, anything about the Hebrew or the Greek, you email me. And I will show you the wonders of God's word. You won't like what I have to say if you ask me where you should put your pearl. You ain't going to like it. And although most of you don't even take the advice of your Savior and say the Lord's Prayer, you have no idea what it means, and you don't care that the Lord's Prayer starts out that God's will be done on heaven and earth. You absolutely reject that. But that's okay. Because you're going to have a slow moment, just like he said. Wait and see. But you put that pearl wherever you want to. Clinton, uh, can you please uh, give out your contact information, your websites, and your closing comments and or thoughts? You know, I, I, everyone, uh, thank you so much for your support. Um, thank you for listening to the End Time Tribune. Um, you know, it's a great pleasure to be here and, and uh, to try to bring as much truth as we can to you. Uh, you can find me at clintoncowatch.com. Uh, my last name is spelled K-O-W-A-C-H. And you can find me uh, on Twitter uh, with my handle of clintoncowatch as well. Um, you know, thank you, everyone, and, and may God guide you on your journey. All right, Bry, uh, give out your contact information, your websites, and your uh, closing comments or thoughts, please. And if uh, I need to be corrected or put into my place, uh, now's the time to do it, Bri. Don't yell at me later if I've crossed some line I shouldn't have because I probably did. But it is your responsibility to keep being checked, so uh, please do that if need be before you uh, uh, close off with your comments. Uh, you can reach me at Overt Attention Show on Twitter and website overtattentionshow.com if you have any questions on anything at the bands of time at gmail.com. And there's a lot of developments going on throughout the world as we speak. A lot of things happening in the Middle East that are majorly important to keep an eye on. So, with that said, I don't have too much to add in the other department there. With that said, uh, God bless. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you know, I'm not going to talk about myself. I really don't care if you know how to get to my websites or whatever because I ain't selling nothing anyway. Uh, but uh, because I have absolute faith that if you need to get in contact with me, well, and to do that, and I actually can't stop it. 
just today, I talked with, I don't know, four or five people uh, that I swore, you know, at the time, years ago, I told my wife, I, nah, I'll never have nothing to do with them again. Well, guess what? The Holy Spirit said no. So, you know, I don't, I don't need to give out my information. I don't need to tell you who I am. I am a result of the faithful that raised me. That's that's who I am. You know, my church where I was christened on the eighth day, there was, oh, 120, 130 people every Sunday morning, but that's irrelevant. That, there were 67 saints. So, if you can just imagine in your mind how many hours they had a day, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, you realize that that church had 1,608 hours in a day, and they did. And by God, I bear testimony that that's how many hours a day that they accomplished God's will. Me, I've only got 24. But now that I think about it, I must have spent a whole lot more time on the phone today than 24 hours. You know, Lord, I know I'm probably going to get the short end of this stick. But amen. Even under amen, hallelujah, let me say this. May the Lord's will be done. Not only in heaven and not only on the earth, but in my life. Like I said, I know I'm going to get the short end of that stick. But it is well with my soul. Till next time, ladies and gentlemen. God bless. Godspeed. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 